This sermon is titled With God by my side. Be enriched as you listen. Today's message is um, is a song. Okay? So it's a song that we're going to observe. It's a song that is found in Psalm 18. It is a song, it's a psalm of David and it's a psalm uh, which which is a lengthy psalm. It's actually uh, 50 verses and um, there are only three other psalms which are you know longer than this so it's you know it's on that um, longer variety so it's uh, psalm 18 what is interesting to note is that this psalm 18 is uh, is repeated in second samuel chapter 22 right so when um, david comes to the end of his life after all the conquests and after all his struggles and uh, his fall and rise and you know as a king and and all is after you know defeating the philistines and the giants and so on he um, again you know writes this uh, or declares this song and it's as if uh, it is possible that he wrote this song when he was younger but again chose to you know declare it sing it out and recall it at the end of his life you know looking back at all the struggles looking back at all the the victories and everything so he sings this song as a as a song of thanksgiving as a, a remembering Uh, you know um god's deliverance he remembers god's protection he remembers god's mercy and after all those years of living as a fugitive right running for his life each and every day danger facing danger every day he comes to the end of it and then he writes the song so um it's interesting uh it's not going to be a verse by verse study so um yeah so we're going to look at some verses verse by verse and then some sections just a bird's eye view um but there are a lot of lessons that we can learn right in each of these if we can divide it into several sections each of these sections there are lessons that we can learn there are truths that we can apply so um you know if if god is prompting you know tugging on your heart saying hey this is something that you need to step into or this is something that you need to apply in your life you know just go ahead and do it you know make a, a decision right there right then saying yeah yeah god i think i i need to step into that right okay so uh, we're not starting at verse 1 uh, uh we, we, but we're looking at the description uh, the title which is there uh, so if you can turn your bibles to psalm 18 you see that description over there it says to the chief musician the psalm of david the servant of the lord who spoke to the lord the words of this song on the day that the lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of saul and he said and so the song unfolds right um so he he spoke these words and uh, you know i remember writing a similar uh, place in second samuel 22 i think writing on the footnote saying rap exclamatory mark you know he spoke the words of these lord uh, song uh, to the lord so yeah so whether it's a rap or that's set to melody uh, it's a wonderful song right so let's let's go to verse 4 verses 4 to 6 It talks about the circumstances some of the things that he went through okay psalm 18 and verse 4 okay ready okay let's uh, let's read through the pangs of death surrounded me and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid the sorrows of sheol surrounded me the snares of death confronted me in my distress i called upon the lord and cried out to my god he heard my voice from his temple and my cry came before him 
even to his years. So it talks about, it's, it's, a, it's painting a very grim picture, right? The pangs of death. He said, it surrounded me. Wherever I look, the pangs of death. Pang, meaning a sudden pain, a sudden painful emotion. The pangs of death. The sorrows of Sheol. Sheol, a place of death. Hell itself. The sorrows of Sheol, it says, surrounded me. Which means that he was depressed, he was despairing for life. And it surrounded him. Wherever he turned to look, oh, I hope, you know, this window when I open, uh, it'll, it'll show me something nice. But he opens it and it's again this despair. I hope this thing that I do, you know, this, I go to this restaurant and I have this meal. I hope this will change things. But no, again, there's despair. I hope this, this person will change. You know, this person that I'm meeting, this person that I'm, you know, friends. I hope that this will change the whole thing. No, again, surrounded by pangs of death. I hope this career will change things. Uh, no, again, the pangs of death. He's saying, it surrounded me. And the, words that he, the word that he uses there, uh, figuratively, it means a rope or a noose, something that tightens around your neck. He's saying, this is what I felt day in and day out. Right? Despair. Death threats. And uh, we know that he was fighting for his life. We know that they were enemies. And he tried to do his best to serve uh, under King Saul and King Saul came under, uh, after him uh, because of his own insecurities, right? Um, he did his best, and he was, in fact, the Bible says that he walked carefully, he walked wisely, he behaved wisely, right, in the courts of the king, and he behaved even more wisely. But Saul came after him because of his own insecurities, his own feelings of inadequacy. He came after uh, King David and came for his life and threatened. So this is what he felt. Uh, verse 4. Verse 4 talks about floods of ungodliness which made him afraid. You know, a flood. We know it's a, a, a surge or, or overflow of large amount of water in a place where you don't actually um, uh, actually anticipated. Like it's a dry land, but then there's a surge, it's a flood, large amount of water, and it is um, beyond uh, its normal limits. So he's saying these floods of ungodliness, you know, wave after wave of torrent of uh, torrents of wickedness and worthlessness and ungodliness coming after him. So here he's maybe, you know, trying to be a righteous person and there's wave hitting him, ungodliness. And this flood obviously is not receding and it's trying to overwhelm and drown him. Right? Overwhelm and drown him. And um, it's, it's, it, it's, it seems helpless. He seems it struck fear in his heart. He was afraid. Um, I don't know if you've, uh, you know, have experienced drowning. It's scary, right? Uh, I remember once um, uh, school and uh, went, for, went, to the, went swimming after lunch. And um, of course, I didn't know swimming, but I just kept, you know, wading around and um, I just kept moving to the deeper end of the pool. And, and suddenly I felt that, hey, I'd, I'd moved too deep and I was trying to, uh, trying to tread water. I didn't know how to and uh, there's, there's nothing solid under my, f you know, under my feet and I'm going down and I'm trying to grasp at something and, and I'm going down, I'm drinking water, I'm trying to breathe but uh, instead of air, there's just water 
right? I'm just gasping, and I, I think I went down twice. And thankfully, uh, a friend of mine was, uh, you know, he was there, and he saw what was happening, and he just pulled me by the hair, and oh, I was so great, uh, so grateful to breathe air, to <laughs> to see the sun again. It can be very helpless. Just imagine wave after wave of ungodliness trying to, you know, drown him. That is what he experienced. That is what he experienced. So he says, you know, this is what I experienced. This wave and wave of unrighteousness. People, their things, their schemes, and, and also his own internal fears of what will happen. And probably he, he couldn't sleep well at times in knowing that, uh, you know, maybe he woke up in the middle of the night. <gasps> What's happening? And then he talks about snares of death. A snare is a trap which is used to ensnare animals. Again, the picture that we have is of a hook or a noose. You know, snares of death. Something that is there. I don't know whom to trust. I don't know whom to, where to go. And I need to constantly watch my back. Um, you know, and that, is, that was his experience, saying these snares of death confronted me, prevented me from, from being who I want to be. Right? Snares of death. And... Verse 6, he says, in my distress, and that's again an interesting word, it's a narrow place. It's a tight and narrow place, a suffocating place, right? So he says, in this tight and narrow and suffocating place, I called out to the Lord. I called out to the Lord. I called out to the Lord. You know, maybe some of us can relate to what the psalmist went through. Maybe some of us are going through that season, going through the, such challenges. You know, emotionally, you're feeling that, and maybe there's fear and this panic, and it seems to overwhelm us at all times, and you're saying that and nobody understands if I tell them this. Nobody understands. You know, they say, you, uh, you know, you do this, you'll be fine. Go for a walk, you'll be fine. You know, just sit and read this, you'll be fine. And nobody understands this. I'm going through this. It's a downward spiral. It's dark. Well, the psalmist went through this. And he cried out to the Lord. You know, look at verse 6. It says, uh, in my distress, that the suffocating, narrow, tight place, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. And he heard my cry from his temple. And my cry came before him, even to his ears. Hallelujah. He hears our cry. Right? He hears your cry today. You know, if you're in that tight and suffocating place, if you're in that overwhelming flood which is trying to sweep you and drown you, he hears your cry. And that word, he heard my cry, you know, it's an amazing, it, 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 it means to hear intently. It means, it, it doesn't mean to hear casually. Hear intently, hear attentively, and hear intelligently. So the Lord, our God, hears us. And it says, he hears and he uh, verse 6, and my cry came before him even to his ears. Now, you know, uh, just to say that the Lord hears, the Lord uh, hears us. So don't give up. Don't cave in. Don't check out. You know, during these times, it's very easy to go in with the suggestion saying, I want to end it all. 
You know, I want to end it all. I want to give up on life itself. But the Lord hears. And the very fact that he hears is that he wants to do something about it. Right? He doesn't hear and you know, he ignores or neglects and he's not going to be you know, impassive about it, but he's going to do something about it. And maybe the Lord will direct some of us or maybe some of you to, to process that pain and to process that fear with someone else, maybe a Christian counselor, right? to help process that pain, to help talk through it with the wisdom of God, right? with the word of the Lord. And uh, maybe some of us need to do that. But don't give up. Don't cave in. And I think all of us know that we have a counseling ministry, Chrysalis Counseling. So, you know, feel free to, um, to fix an appointment and, uh, and you know, and, and meet with a Christian counselor. Say, you know, I need to process this. I don't want to go through this alone. I want to process this. There's no stigma attached. Right? There's no stigma. You're getting help. It's the best thing to do. It's a brave thing to do. So don't ignore it and don't give up, don't cave in. You know, when we look at popular media on the internet and, and recently I was just reading up on anime especially, you know, there's a lot of suggestions for self-harm and to really end it all. It's almost glorifying that, you know. Um, I'm not saying that all anime is that, but, but certain anime characters, I was just reading up, I forget the names, but, you know, uh, they have to bite their hand, you know, some kind of pain in order to become that character, or they have to cut themselves in order to become, in order to receive that power, and, and this is the input that, uh, that we are getting in popular media. So we need to be discerning, we need to be careful, um, you know, even if, if it's a cartoon, even if it's an animation thing. You know, what our children are watching, what we are watching, because these are normalizing that behavior of saying it is okay, it is okay to escape out. This is not reality, there's something else better, and for, to go there, you need to do this. So, just to you know, tell us that we need to be discerning, and to be discerning of content that is online, discerning of any suggestion that comes, say, end it all. That's not from God. God is saying, I'm hearing. I'm hearing attentively. I'm hearing intently. I'm hearing. And the very fact that he's hearing is he wants to do something about it. And we're going to look at some of these verses which talk about that, what he does. Okay. Um, so, you know, again, choices. Maybe you need to decide to do something. Um, we're going to go to verse 1, and we're going to read verses 1 to 3. Okay. Um, let's read from verse 1. Verse 1, Psalm chapter 18. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. You know, did you notice that I will, and I will, and I will? Um, and in verse 49, if you go down, it says, therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. You know, in all these verses, so the psalmist makes a choice, an active choice, a conscious act of his will, saying, I will do this. 
But what is interesting is that word love, that's the only place we will see it in the entire Old Testament. That word love that he uses there, it's a, a intense, a very deep, compassionate, tender love. He says, I, I, I love that. I, I love you, Lord, but I will love you. you know, I'll choose to love you. Now, many times the, the love is what is glorified is the emotion. Right? Oh, I feel it. Uh, and many other songs talk about it, right? Songs on the radio, and I know just, you feel it. You're, it's, it's like you're floating on air. You're, you're in cloud nine. You know, the, the sun is out there, and the flowers are there, and uh, oh, wow, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, and that's what, you know, media talks about also, and that is what is popularized. But have you considered that love being a choice, love being a commitment, Choosing to love God, even when things are bad, even when things are going wrong, choosing to love God and choosing to say, you know, I will love the people whom God has placed in my life. An act of his will. So the psalmist says, I will. And then uh, in, in the same few verses, we see that he says, I, my God, my strength was to in whom I will trust. He chooses to make God his trust, his confidant, his refuge, his hope. He says, I will trust. You know, sometimes we need to make that hard choice to say, I will love God. I will trust him. Even when our emotions are raging and they suggest something opposite of that, like to choose and say, I will trust him. You know, something like what Job would say in Job 13 and verse 15. You know, he says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Wow, that's extreme. Right? Yes, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Something like what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would say to the king. You know, oh, king, um, you know, we will not bow down to that image, but, uh, and our God will save. But uh, uh, even if he does not, we want, to, want you to know that we will not you know, bow down. And worship. Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He chooses to trust the Lord. The Lord is trustworthy. And then we see that he chooses to call upon the Lord. And that word call means to proclaim, to invite, to mention the name. So David chooses to proclaim the truth of who God is in calling upon the Lord. He chooses to invite the Lord in, into his situation and circumstance in calling upon the Lord. He chooses to mention the name of the Lord, the Savior, the Healer, the Deliverer, the Redeemer in calling upon the name of the Lord. And he chooses to encounter his presence and his power in calling upon the name of the Lord. He chooses to do that. He makes a choice. So sometimes we need to make a choice. We need to make a decision and say, I will call upon the Lord. And he chooses, um, uh, in verse 49, he says, I will give thanks. I will give thanks. It's like, you know, sometimes we ask the kids, you know, have you, have you said thank, th say thank you to uncle? Say thank you to auntie and very hesitatingly, you know, the child says, oh, okay, thank you. And I, I'm sure you've gone through that. But here's a choice the psalmist makes. I will give thanks. So I want to ask us this morning, you know, what are those lists 
that you can think of, you know, materially, financially, relationally, uh, work-wise, everything that you can thank God for. It's good to make that list. The fact that we are alive, the fact that we can breathe today. To give thanks and saying, Lord, I choose to give thanks, God, to you. Right? I choose to sing praises to your name. Make a list of the breakthroughs that God has given. Sometimes we forget that, right? He, he gave us breakthroughs. He took us out of that stronghold of sin and some addiction. And he released us into freedom. And, and now looking back, it doesn't seem like a big thing, but it was a big thing then. You know, it seemed like a mountain which was unsurmountable, right? Right in the way. And it was between you and the destiny. If only, you say, if only this was not there. And the Lord took you out of it or took that out of you. Give thanks for the breakthroughs. Give thanks to him. And um, especially when we are emotionally down and depleted of strength. And also when we are full of joy, when everything seems fine. Give thanks to the Lord. Like the psalmist does. Give thanks to the Lord. Choose to give thanks. So choose to, um, um, choose to love him. Choose to trust him. Choose to call upon his name. And choose to give thanks and sing praises to the Lord. You know, all this, uh, we might say, hey, this is easy for David because he went through, he crossed that bridge, now he's looking back, you know, in retrospect, in retrospect, in hindsight. But for me, you know, I'm going through it right now. I'm on that pathway right now, you know, how can I give thanks or how can I do this? But we know that the same psalmist in many other places, he says, you know, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord. I choose to make a decision. And he says, why are you cast down, O my soul? He's actually telling himself, why are you cast down, O my soul? Hope in God, trust in him. I will yet trust him. So you and I, when we go through those valley of shadow of death, when we go through those moments to make those choices, to say, I will love him. I will trust him. I will call upon his name. And I will give thanks. I will sing praise to him. Tough decisions, but something that will just infuse strength in us. The psalmist also declares, in the very same few verses, we see that what he declares, he says, I will love you. And he says a, a whole lot of things about God. He's experienced a whole lot of things about God. He's experienced, he's received revelation after revelation about God. Now, is, uh, is understanding with him, intimate understanding with him, intimate knowledge of him. And he says this, you know, I love you, O God, my strength, the one who empowers me. And then he says, the Lord is my rock. You know, if you can see that, he says, my strength, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. Again, he says, my, my strength, my shield, uh, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, and all. You know, he says, just personalizing, this, he's mine. He's not someone else's, but this is my testimony. This is what I've experienced. Revelation after revelation, right? He says, um, this is my strength. And he says, my rock. You know, I, I don't know what... Um, uh, you know, what image that, uh, that, that, that posts in your mind, you know, when he says, my rock, you know, and what is the relevance for us, right? You might say, if, okay, if it's a rock, uh, what is it? Something that I climb, something that is uh, strong, 
right? Something that cannot be shared. Is, is that what the psalm is saying? But for a person who was living in that terrain, in those days, the rock meant a lot. Right? It was a place where you can find shade from the sun, from the blistering heat of the sun. I remember visiting a friend's farm uh, many years ago in school, and then, um, you know, typically you take off your sandals and you get into the house, and of course we, we did that. And then they wanted, us, wanted to show us around the farm, so we just happily went along, and it was a very hot day, and we were walking out on those fields, and they were showing us, okay, this is what we planted here. And we were, you know, going barefoot, not used to it, and, you know, trying to gingerly step in and go. And it was hot. So after some time, it became unbearably hot. Unbearably hot. I think my, my soles were blistering, even. You know, very hot, extremely hot. And uh, I remember, this is a small, uh, you know, shade, I think, out of, I, I don't know from where, but one small patch of shade, right? And I just stepped in there. Oh, the relief that you felt. It was instant relief. It was a small patch of shade, but so precious, so valuable in that hot sun. And the, and the psalmist says, the Lord is my rock. He's saying, he's my shade. In that heat, he's my shade, you know, where I get refreshed. My strength is renewed. I'm just so full of relief because the Lord is my shade. And the rock meant a shade. And the rock also meant a safe place, you know, in the cleft of the rock where you hide from your enemy, where you hide from other dangers, maybe animals and so on, in the cleft of the rock. The rock also meant a firm place, a firm footing. You know, Psalm 40, the psalmist talks about how the Lord took him out of the miry clay and put his feet on the rock on firm footing. So the rock also meant, you know, the Lord is placing me on firm ground, firm footing, which is not shaking, which is not moving, which is not sinking sand, which is not like quicksand, just dragging me in, but he's putting me on, he is my rock. From where I can do battle, and, you know, um, and we need to be in a place of firm footing in order to fight that battle. Right. So he says, my rock. He says, my fortress, a place of strength and safety, my deliverer, the one who made a way of escape, my God, my strength. Again, he uses a different word, which means a rock, a boulder, something unshakable. And he says, my shield, the one who protects my head, the one who protects my heart, my head, my thoughts, my, my heart, my emotions. He says, my shield, my horn, meaning strength and defense. And he says, my stronghold, you know, my vantage point, my high tower of refuge from which I see the distance and I can see the enemy approaching, my stronghold. She says, this is who my God is. God is, and, um, you know, it's important that we get a personal revelation of who God is. Maybe we are saying, you know, I, I, I've experienced him as this, this, and this. But there's so much more to him, right? Just when we think that I know all there is to know about God, he surprises us and says, hey, I'm this and so much more. Right? So I just want to encourage us to pursue 
to seek him, to pursue him, to not hit that plateau, to go beyond, to stir ourselves up and say, God, you know, I'm coming. What are you going to show me? What are you going to teach me, Lord, today? I'm coming with a big measure, with a big level of hunger, God. You know, what is it that you want to show me? What is it that you want to teach me, God? And we need to have this, you know, library of revelation in the inner man because that's our strength. That's really our weapon when the enemy comes against us like a flood. You know, that's, uh, th that is what produces faith in us. This library of revelation, say, God, this, you are this and so much more, but God speaks to you. And some of those revelations that he speaks to your heart, you know, you may not be able to explain it, but you know, you know that you know that you know, and you're unshaken, you're convicted, this is who God is. And no one can touch you in that area, yes or no? Amen. You know, I remember once, um, uh, you know, God showing that, uh, just reading through, and God showing that he is the same Holy Spirit who was at creation, who's indwelling us. And that night I could not sleep. I was so excited. Oh, God. Oh, you were there when, when everything was formless and void, and you were there on the face of the deep, and you... You know, you breathe things and the Holy Spirit, you know, you brought things to, uh, you know, to form and being and you created and, and gave power and so on. You were there right through history. You came upon the prophets. You, you were there in Acts chapter 2 and you did all these things. And you indwell me. I couldn't sleep that night. And I'm sure that when we look around, you know, all this 300, 400 of us and those watching, I'm sure that God has given, you know, a revelation after revelation of one thing or the other, the grace of God, the mercy of God. And, you know, we need to grow in that. And this needs to be deep in us to strengthen us and to step out into our battles in, in those seasons where everything seems dark and, um, you know, the Lord is who he is, who he said he is. And um, just two more things and we're going to close, right? Uh, verses 7 to 19, we're not going to read through it, but he talks about the deliverance, okay? And it's very dramatic. And I think uh, if you're a filmmaker, you know, it's, it's a great place to do, make, make a music video. Just, I, let me just read a, a couple of verses, okay? Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills, we are reading from verse 7, uh, chapter 18. Uh, the foundations of the hills also quaked and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and flew. He flew upon the wings of the wind and made darkness a secret place. His canopy around him was dark waters. Wow. And it talks about the way in which the Lord came through for David, the deliverance of the Lord, a very dramatic manner. Verse 17 says, he delivered me from my strong enemy. And the word delivered means plucked me away, snatched me from thy enemy. Verse 18, again, uh, verse 19, sorry, they brought me out. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted he delights us in us enough to deliver us. Okay. Maybe we are saying, you know, I need deliverance. I need to be delivered from this. He is the deliverer. 
Um, and what we see is this in verse 8, that smoke going up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth talks about, you know, it's a de description of the anger of God. And that's how they describe, you know, smoke from the nostril, the anger that he felt. And what was that anger? Why? Because he was angry about the conditions or the oppression that was, um, that was upon the one in whom he delighted. So if you're going through a dark season, and if you're thinking no one understands or no one hears, well, God hears, and he is all stirred up, and he's angry. This righteous anger that he, he's feeling because he wants to do something. He doesn't want us to continue in that season of deliverance. And he wants to deliver us, snatch us away, pluck us away, take us to a place of safety. And he wants to do this because he delights in us, takes pleasure in us. That's our God. He delights in us and he brings us to a place of deliverance. And lastly, we see that the psalmist, throughout all this, his posture is one that of being righteous, keeping the ways of the Lord, being blameless, um, keeping himself from iniquity, quick to repent, getting right with God. This was, this was his posture. Right? When we read verses 20 to 24, uh, verse 20 says, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also blameless before him and so on. So his posture is that I want to do the right thing. I want to be right with God. Now we know that he was far from perfect. Right? He made some very, very poor choices, adultery and murder and covering up and all that. But when he was convicted, he turned back to the Lord. Like he repented, he turned back to the Lord and he says, and according to the cleanness of my hands, the Lord has recompensed me. And we know that though he fell, the Lord in his mercy delivered him. And that is what he testifies in the very last verse. He says, great deliverance he gives to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. So our, our heart's posture to do the right thing. To do the right thing when things are difficult. To do the right thing when there are suggestions and invitations and, you know, temptations to, to just do what is not right, to give up, to do, do the right thing before God, to hold on to integrity. You know, twice he, um, I think, yeah, he, uh, he does not kill Saul, even though he was hunting him down. And uh, he did that. And he says, you know, I will not touch the Lord's anointed, a man of integrity, held on to his integrity. It was a very tough choice, right? Very tough choice, but he made it. He chose to do the right thing. So this is something that we learned, you know, to, to do the right thing. To make that right choice. Even when there's an easy way out, despite all that's happening. And we come to the concluding verse. But this is actually a verse, you know, there's so much more. Uh, that the psalmist talks about God 
and uh, describes, um, and you know, just really want to encourage us to read that um, when we get back, maybe during the week. Um, but focusing on verse 29, he says, For by you I can run against a troop. By my God, I can leap over a wall. Right? In other words, he's saying, with God by my side, I can. With God by my side, I can. Now, if we would make a list, I cannot list and I can list. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, which, which one of those would be longer? I cannot, I can. You know, I cannot because I'm you know, 40 plus, or I cannot because you know, so many things we can give, reasons we can give ourselves, and, um, and maybe the I can list is also there, and it seems like, oh, one or two things. But this is this declaration of the psalmist. It says, with this God, my rock, my strength, my high tower, my stronghold, with God by my side, I can. I can. The floods of unrighteousness, oh, with God by my side, I can. There is despair spiraling down, with God by my side, I can. I will surface, I will come out. With God by my side. He says, you know, I can leap over a wall. Whatever obstacle that is there, I can overcome. Well, not by my human understanding and strength and so on, but with God by my side. With this God by my side, I can. I can. So this morning, I just want to encourage us, you know, from this song, with God by your side, you can. I just, can we just say that together? With God by my side. I can. I can run through a troop. I can leap over a wall. I just want to request the worship team to come. And um, you know, I just want to uh, share an incident which happened in my life. Um, I just finished my management studies and, uh, you know, uh, finished as in I had to write the last exam. And um, I carried one paper from the first semester, accounts area, you know, till the fourth semester. And uh, I had already got placed, campus inter interview, everything was placed. And, uh, and also, I, I had met uh, my future spouse, and we had made plans saying that, okay, uh, you know, I'll work for a year, and then we'll get married, and, and so on. And, and everything was impinging upon this exam, right? So you finish the exam, and the timeline is set. You don't clear, then, you know, the timeline goes into um, a multiverse or whatever. <laughs> but so, so this is what, you know, I was just looking forward to finishing it, and... And it so happened that I got stuck with one, it, it was uh, accounts, um, and I, I got stuck with one problem, and I spent probably some 40 minutes on it, and um, 40 minutes, and I, I didn't realize it, and I look at the time, and it's like, oh, 40 minutes gone, I know the rest of the paper, uh, do something, come on, you know, just telling myself, I'm just sweating it out, and breathing hard, and, and did something, uh, submitted the paper, and... Uh, I don't know, I was walking around so depressed. Said, God, this is the end of it. This is the end. This is the beginning of the end, at least. Uh, you know, what did I do? I had so much time. Four semesters, where did they go? And um, 
and the results were coming and uh, i remember just you know walking under a dark cloud right all the songs were in the minor key <laughs> everything was dark and dull and depressed and uh, no bright lights anywhere i couldn't see you know no hope and i'm just you know thinking god this is the end so i just flipped over you know i just looking at the bible i'm just think thinking you know i didn't feel like eating uh, no appetite um, didn't feel like conversation nothing at all and i'm just opening up the bible and i thought okay i'm just reading it like a comic you know uh, okay genesis god creating okay i'm just going over to abraham god was with abraham fine mm i'm just going over to isaac's life mm okay and and so on and so on you know god was with god was with these guys oh they went through some tough times oh joseph oh he went through some he went through hell and back and god was with him and on and on and on to the you know new testament and and uh, and after that i just closed the bible and i said god if you are with me no matter what happens no matter what happens you know if everything is taken away god if you are with me i can amen you can and that whole darkness lifted that very moment i said i told god god if you are with me i can the psalmist seems to echo that say with god by my side i can let there be floods of ungodliness let there be pangs of death let there be sorrows of shiol and oh traps set but with god by my side i can and he declares in in a verse 46 says the lord lives blessed be my rock let the god of my salvation be exalted amen the lord lives the lord lives and with this living god by your side you can you can and then he says verse 49 therefore I will give thanks to you O Lord among the gentiles. Another description of that word is among the nations and give praises to your name. Just to remind us, you know, some action points. Um choose to love God. Choose to trust him. Choose to seek him and call upon his name. Choose to build that revelation, library of revelation. he's more than willing to you know reveal himself to us by his spirit choose to give thanks and sing praises to his name choose jesus choose jesus and the worship team will lead us and then we'll come back
storm surrounding me, let it break. At your name, still call the sea to still the rage in me to still every wave. At your name, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble, Jesus. Jesus, you silence fear. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, breathe. Call these bones to live. Call these lungs to sing once again. I will praise, breathe, call these bones to live, call these lungs to sing once again. I will praise, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, you silence
Lord, you're bringing it all to peace, oh God. You're breathing life, oh God. Causing these bones to come alive, oh God. We call upon your name, the name that is higher. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. There's so much hope, there's so much comfort that overflows because of Jesus. And this morning, you know, we have the privilege of calling upon the name of Jesus. So I just want to give an invitation for those of us who are familiar with the name Jesus, familiar with an academic interest, but not really invited Jesus into our hearts. Now we can do that today. For those of you who are watching online and you say, my heart is you know, drawn to Jesus. I've not made that decision. Maybe some of us here saying, I've not made that choice. You can do that. You know, it's, it's your right to do that. It's your right. It's your choice. You can make that decision. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And you can pray that prayer. And say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me on the cross, that whatever was separating me from you, you took it upon yourself, you removed it, so that I could have free, unlimited access to you, God. I thank you. And you rose again, so that I could be justified, I could be brought to that place of, just as if I had never sinned. Thank you. Wash me. Make me a brand new person. I want to follow you, Jesus. And for those of us who felt that, uh, you know, I'm making this journey alone, in this despair, in this depression maybe, you know, make that choice. Maybe the Lord is directing you to process that pain with someone. It's the wisdom of God. You know, it's the grace of God. And it's the body of Christ. And that's how He's placed us in the body. To receive strength, to give strength. So you're not doing something that is shameful, but to process that with a, a godly, word-based counseling ministry. And, and you can do that. I just want to encourage us to do that. I just want to say that you know, with God, by your side, you can. And may those lists that I cannot list, you know, may it be something to do with the flesh and sin and unrighteousness. May that I can list grow longer and longer. Amen. Amen. Let's just sing one more time and just declare uh, that bridge, your name is a light. Your name is a light. The shadows can't deny your name cannot be overcome. Your name is alive, forever lifted high. Your name cannot be overcome. Let's say it again. This trumpet voice is a backcry. Is alive, that the shadows can't deny. Your name cannot 
Can we just call out and shout out the name and let the strongholds come down? Strongholds in the mind and strongholds come down in the name of Jesus. Oh, we declare your freedom, oh God, in this place. We declare your deliverance in this place, oh God. Let there be a release, oh God. Let there be a release, oh God. Yet, yes, oh God, yet your light shine in this place, oh Father God. Hallelujah. Let the chains come down in Jesus' name. Let the chains come down in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Even as you walk with the Lord, for with God by your side, you can. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.